It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Happy Leap Day. It is February 29th, 2020. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk about all about the Magic's win over the Minnesota Timberwolves and how that Aaron Gordon is changing the Orlando magic. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching wherever you download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Minnesota Timberwolves perspective of this game? Check out Locked On Wolves. Want to look ahead to Saturday's game against the Spurs? They've been off since Wednesday. Check out Locked On Spurs. No matter which team you are curious about or want to know a little bit more about, there's a podcast for you, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, MLB, college, or NHL, too. Plus, we've got great national podcasts, Locked On NBA, Locked On Face Basketball, Projecting the Screen, and the Hollinger and Duncan NBA Show. Check all these great podcasts wherever you download podcasts. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Of all the incredible plays that Aaron Gordon made, and we're going to talk plenty about Aaron Gordon on this show, it wasn't a pass, it wasn't a shot, it wasn't a rebound that changed the game for the Orlando Magic in this one. It was Aaron Gordon making a great defensive play, and and, and I think I've talked about this a little bit, but something this Magic team has needed with Jonathan Isaac out especially are defensive playmakers, guys who make big plays on defense. And we've seen Aaron Gordon do that plenty in the last week or so. But the Magic were holding on to a lead. They, they, they'd staked themselves a nice little lead over the, the Minnesota Timberwolves up by six, but with D'Angelo Russell and the Wolves starters coming back in, it felt shaky because the defense wasn't good for the Orlando Magic for the, the entirety of the night, really. Minnesota was able to score relatively at will, just as Orlando was able to score relatively at will. And so it was going to come down to a few solid defensive plays for Orlando to maintain their lead and keep this thing, uh, keep this thing at, at a pace and at, at a distance that they could feel comfortable with. And so the lane opened up for Malik Beasley. Driving to- toward his left, he saw... The basket in his sights. He saw a chance to cut the lead to four and really put pressure on the Magic. What he didn't see was Aaron Gordon 
stalking, rotating over to stop the penetration. And as Beasley got to the rim, or got close to the rim, Gordon met him and blocked the shot. Ball still in hand, going for a dunk. Gordon got him again. It was an absolutely incredible athletic play. And the Magic took the ball from there, got down to the other end of the floor with Beasley still picking himself up, trying to figure out what the hell just hit him. And got an easy layup from Nikola Vucevic as, as the Wolves' defense struggled to scramble. That turned us, again, a potential four-point game into an eight-point game. And, yeah, the Magic could breathe just a hair easier. Orlando's offense worked to perfection in this game. They moved the ball crisply and cleanly. They got all the open shots they wanted, they got everything they wanted. 36 assists on 53 field goal makes. They did really whatever they wanted. And in this game, that was enough. Steve Clifford certainly concerned about the defense, certainly concerned that his team didn't defend at the level he knows they're capable of. It is a continuing point of emphasis, but no one's going to complain scoring 136 points and doing it the way the Magic did. You know, 36 assists. I mean, we're moving the ball right now. We're playing with good pace up and down the floor. Um, is this? I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm not uh, being dour. I mean, I'm just also realistic. I've been in this league long enough. Like I told them, this is a good win. They're a good team. They're hard to play against. Um, they play with a lot of energy, and they got a lot of guys that can score, and they spread you out. I'm just saying is you also have to know what your team has to do to be able to win consistently and beat the best, and we're not going to be able to do it until we start defending again. This is going to be a little bit of a, a you know, Steve Clifford kind of said, it's going to be a little dour here um, because because Clifford is, is right in this sense. You know, there is a bigger picture out there, and the Magic have beaten Brooklyn, who's a good team needing a 19-point comeback to, to win that game. They beat Atlanta, which a unique team for sure, and now they beat Minnesota, uh, but, but a losing team. And now they beat Minnesota. Um, you know, uh, uh, again, a unique team with interesting challenges, but also a losing team, 17-41 and 41 on the season. So, again, no, no, nothing should be taken away. The Magic won the game. They deserved to win the game. They were the better team. They, they, found, their, they found their offense over the last three or four games, uh, three, three games, really, um, and they're playing really, really well on that end, but Clifford is right. Not playing defense at a high level is going to get them in trouble. I mean, it, it, he at one point described it a little bit as fool's gold. Um, without the defensive element, the, the Magic, like Clifford said, are not going to beat quality opponents. Uh, you know, again, they won't face many quality opponents here for a while. The two of their next 13, two of their next 12 games are against teams with winning records. They'll play the Heat and the Rockets coming up on next week's road trip. Um, so, you know, I think some of it for sure is Orlando is playing some some unique teams, some teams that that push the pace a lot, uh, and I think that is part of the equation here and why the Magic are struggling. And so they're they're kind of getting suckered into uh, a very fast paced game. I, you know, I think this game was played at Minnesota's pace, where Orlando was getting up and down the floor, which again, not a bad thing. I think Orlando is better when they can get up and down the floor. Um, but again, making shots is is the big issue for them, and why they they probably don't do it as much as as certainly some fans would like. Orlando is getting away without playing defense at the moment. That's that's just kind of the general takeaway. 
and, and Orlando's defense, again, in this game was not particularly good. Minnesota shoots 48.4% from the floor, 17-44 from beyond the arc. D'Angelo Russell with 28 points. He got into the lane whenever he wanted. He, you know, took some tough shots, but also got a lot of open threes. The, the Wolves moved the ball pretty effectively themselves with 33 assists. Uh, and, and or, sorry, with 27 assists. Um, they, they moved it pretty effectively too. And so Orlando definitely saw, you know, it, it, you know their antennae are raised, I would say. I don't, I don't think it's crisis or anything. I don't think, you know, I don't think anyone is going nuts over it. But certainly they know that their defense has to be righted because who knows how long this good offense is going to last. It's been, you know, 50 plus games. And this is the best offensive stretch the Magic have gone through all year long. Then again, the Magic just did a really good job kind of sticking to their game plan. I mean, this was how they wanted to play. This is generally how they want to play. They got the, you know, Nikola Vucevic kind of figured out fairly early his three-point shot wasn't working. And so he camped out in the paint all game long. And Nas Reed could not handle him. They dumped the ball into him and let him go to work and... And he just bullied Nas Reed out of the way. You know, whoever was guarding in Minnesota goes small with James Johnson at the center uh, on occasion. And and Vucevic just had a field day. And when they tried to double him, he passed it to the perimeter and the ball moved to the open man. They, they caught a Minnesota team that, again, isn't very good defensively themselves. Orlando got Terrence Ross going especially. Ross scored 19 of his 33 points in the fourth quarter. This was a Terrence Ross game. Um, he was able to hit shots from the outside and really work his way into the mid-range as much as anything else. And again, the ball found itself to the open man. Aaron Gordon made a lot of big plays in getting his triple-double. He scored 17 points to go with 11 rebounds and 12 assists. Um, he did a really good job finding open guys. There was a lot of simple plays, a lot of simple passes, a lot of high-low actions to get himself and get others involved. And it was just a solid offensive game plan of unselfish basketball. I mean, this is a team that is dialed in more than anything else. This is a team that is doing all the right things, and right now they're reaping the reward. It doesn't matter um, necessarily that they aren't perfect all the time. They're certainly playing opponents where they don't have to be perfect all the time, but they are making the right play. They are being in the right spot, and they are you know, they're taking care of their business and, 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 and putting themselves in a good position to win despite maybe not being perfect again. Again, they're playing opponents right now where they don't have to be uh, perfect, but they have to still play at a high level. And, and the Magic, I think, are playing at a very, very high level. Orlando's now won five of their last six. They've won three straight. And they've climbed over the Brooklyn Nets for seventh with, with the Nets losing to the, to the Atlanta Hawks on Friday. In the end, again, all the pieces of the puzzle just fit together. The Magic defense wasn't great all night, but it was pretty good in the fourth quarter. Held the held the Timberwolves to 8-for-21 shooting, kept D'Angelo Russell off the scoreboard in the fourth quarter. Really, the only mistakes that they made were they fouled a lot. Um, you know, just again, it was an oddly officiated game. I think even the Magic broadcast noted, and, and I think Jeff Turner and David Steele do a good job generally not being homers when it comes to officials, um, but... Um, that the, the officiating, uh, frankly, on both sides of the both sides of the aisle were were not good in this game. I, I, I thought there was a, a lot of weird weird foul calls throughout the entire game. Um, Magic certainly benefited from some of it in the first half with 22 free throw attempts uh, for the game, but overall the Magic did what they had to do. 
Um, Their their offense worked perfectly, and their defense did just enough. Highlighted, of course, by that Aaron Gordon block, which was a huge play in the game. And that allowed Orlando to celebrate a little bit. Celebrate a big game from one of their best players, but most importantly, get the win they had been after. Um, I care more about the win than the stats Mm -hmm. every single day of the week, so... We got the win. That means more than anything back in the Yeah, I mean, stats are only fulfilling if you win. It was a big game for Aaron Gordon, but more importantly, it was a big win. A big game in a big win. The Orlando Magic defeat the Minnesota Timberwolves 136-125 to at the Amway Center. They boarded a plane on Friday night, and they're heading to San Antonio to take on the San Antonio Spurs on Saturday. playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama every monday jackson gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the nba playoffs mark your calendars to listen to locked on nba every monday to be up to date locked on nba available on youtube and wherever you get podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Let's run through the final box score for you real fast before we dive a little bit deeper into Aaron Gordon. I'll mention Aaron Gordon here off the top, though. First career triple-double, 17 points, 11 rebounds, 12 of 6, 6 for 13 shooting, 1 for 6 from beyond the arc. My only complaint about Aaron Gordon was uh, some of his three-point shot selection was a little bit iffy, I would say, and he missed some of those shots really badly. Um, But overall, uh, you know, Aaron Gordon played a really, really good game. Um, Obviously, triple-double. Um, but he impacted the game in so many ways, and 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 it deserves a little bit more uh, of a mention. So we'll talk about him coming up here in just a moment. That's what we call a tease in the business here. Um, but overall, just uh, again, a great offensive game for the Orlando Magic. Nikola Vucevic with 27 points, 12 for 18 shooting, 0 for 4 from beyond the arc, 10 rebounds, five assists. Um, Vucevic offensively had, you know, again missed his three pointers, but quickly realized that that wasn't where he was going to score in this game, went into the post and and just did a number on the Minnesota Timberwolves. They, they I mean, the, the Timberwolves have no size right now. They, Nas Reed is an interesting young player, but but now no one's going to confuse him for a, a dominant low post threat. And Vooch, you know, it's rare that you see Vooch just kind of out-physical someone and just, you know, be very physically dominant in, in the low block. This game wasn't about finesse. He was pushing and uh, not pushing but but you know kind of backing his way into the into the paint and just abusing Reed on the block it was just it was it was post technician at its best um otherwise again the defensive issues I, I say this all the time I, I think Nikola Vucevic has sort of a defensive rhythm uh, and and with him it's all about timing and where he sets his line on his drops uh the magic the magic were dropping pretty aggressively and Vucevic just wasn't doing a good job meeting D'Angelo Russell or meeting him in a place where he could he could you know recover and defend him, but also give time for the for like Markel Fultz to get around the screen and get to him and and, and help out. Um, it just it just wasn't there. The defense was just off all game, and a lot of it was because of the drop coverage 
that the Magic had. And, you know, the biggest criticism for Vucevic throughout his tenure with the Magic is this drop coverage. I mean, Steve Clifford is not the first coach to have Nikola Vucevic drop. He's been most effective at teaching him and, and instructing him and putting him in positions where he could defend uh, decently um, more than any coach before him. But he's not the first coach to have him drop, and, and Vucevic has always dropped a little too far. He's been a little too passive with his defense. With Russell going off, the Magic did try to blitz. They did try to hedge, and I thought Vucevic did okay when they did, And 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 uh, but you still kind of take tearing them apart. So multiple breakdowns defensively, uh, especially on D'Angelo Russell, especially on pick and rolls. Uh, and Vucevic's defense hasn't been uh, kind. It hasn't been on point now for for a little while, and and it's certainly concerning as the Magic try to build their defense back up. Terrence Ross was the other star of the night, though thirty three points, thirteen for twenty five shooting, seven for fifteen from beyond the arc. Certainly had the green light to shoot. Certainly had you know certainly earned it because he was making shots at at a strong rate. Um, scored nineteen of his thirty three in the fourth quarter. But really, you know what I, what I liked about this game was. Not so much that Ross hit all those shots because you know he's gonna hit or miss. He's gonna make or miss shots. It's it's how he gets those shots and this shot selection that matters more. There's certainly a few shots that he just kind of took off the top of the key uh, early in the shot clock that I I'm just still not a huge fan of. I think it's you know kind of, I think that's that should be sort of a pet play toward the end of a possession more than anything else uh, when when you know you don't have much time to get other shots. So there's certainly still some heat check shots that he's taking. But I thought Ross did a really good job attacking the mid-range, uh, getting inside getting inside the paint, getting inside the lane, uh, and attacked the basket really well too. Um, Minnesota was running at him. They knew he was shooting, and so he did a good job finding ways to cut toward the basket. It's a lot of off-ball stuff, which can be a lot more difficult to defend. Um, he did a good job cutting to the basket. The Magic did a good job finding him. But, you know, again, Aaron Gordon doing a lot of that damage with his passing. Ross was, was everywhere, and, and, and again... Magic don't win this game without Terrence Ross. Um, it was, you know, Cliff, Steve Clifford kind of said after the game, this was, you know, you never really know when Terrence Ross is going to go off like this, but this was a classic Terrence Ross game. Um, he, he made shots. Um, he got around, you know, he, he he got around got around screens. He just made the defense work. And, and again, when he makes shots like this, you just kind of ride him as long and as far as you can because he can, again, change the tenor of a game. And it, it, this wasn't like last year where he didn't change the tenor of the game. He just gave the Magic a little boost to keep their offense up and, and, and hold off Minnesota, build their lead, especially with the second units in. Now, Minnesota was not good with D'Angelo Russell, and D'Angelo Russell was a plus eight in a game that the Timberwolves lost by 11. Orlando did a lot of their damage with Russell out and the Timberwolves bench in. Um, again, so that's a lot of credit to Terrence Ross. That's a lot of credit to Aaron Gordon. That's a lot of credit uh, to, 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 you know, to guys that the Magic have coming off the bench. Um, so again, a, a fantastic effort on that front. Evan Fournier with kind of a quiet 11 points. Markel Fultz also with 14 points, 7 assists. Um, Fultz did a good job kind of getting in the lane, played, did, made some nice energy plays, but frankly, Orlando is playing a lot more through Aaron Gordon and using Aaron Gordon as their playmaker. Not necessarily their initiator, but their playmaker. Um, and, and again, that that worked out pretty well, I would say, overall. Um the only other performance I want to note is Mo Bamba coming off of the game on Wednesday. He scores seven points, three for five shooting, eight rebounds, one block. Um, he did foul out. Um, tough matchup for Mo. Uh, you know, I, I want to say that the first stint in the first half struggled a lot with James Johnson attacking him from the perimeter. Johnson is not a typical five, not a typical player that that Mo would see. 
Uh, and so definitely a definitely a bad matchup for Mo. Um, you know, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, again, a, a, dif- a difficult struggle for him. But I'll give, the, give him credit for this. He attacked the offensive glass really well, did a good job on the glass in his minutes. Um, and then when the Magic went to a zone defense in the second half, so the, that, that bench unit came in, Steve Clifford went to a zone defense, Mo's around the basket. He was able to be an imposing force a little bit more. He was able to to, to protect the rim and, and, and lock down the paint. And again, this was when the Magic really pulled away, when the Magic built a little bit of a of a cushion, was in the late third quarter uh, with D'Angelo Russell out of the game. Orlando kind of built staked their lead. Um, Mo was a little late on a few blocks and, and certainly trying to maybe overcompensate a little bit. Um, but overall, I liked his activity and, 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 and he's played well. You know, you're, you're going to have some, you know, I wouldn't call this a dud, but you're going to have games where he's not perfect or not all the way where you need him to be. Um, but that's, that's a young player, you know, going through the ups and downs of the league. And, and, and so I thought this was a, a fine follow-up to a really good game on Wednesday. You know, he's, he's reliable defensively. And, and again, you just got to put him in the right positions defensively. Orlando shoots 54.1% from the floor, just 12 for 40 from beyond the arc. That's 30%. There are 18 of 22 from the foul line, 36 assists on 53 field goal makes. Orlando actually gets 10 offensive rebounds. They score 20 second chance points. So essentially they score off of every second chance point. That was a big difference in this game. 20 second chance points for the Magic to just six for Minnesota. So Minnesota gave up a lot of opportunities. Orlando with 66 points in the paint to Minnesota's 50 as well. Minnesota shoots 48.4% from the floor. Their three-pointers keeping them in the game, shooting 17 of 44 from beyond the arc. 16 of 24 from the foul line. Their free throws were a big reason they stayed in the game. Again, just an oddly officiated game. D'Angelo Russell leads the way with 28 points. Did not score in the fourth quarter, however, so Orlando did a good job locking him down. Uh, Malik Beasley with 17. Wancho Hernan Gomez with 18. James Johnson also with 17. The Orlando Magic defeat the Minnesota Timberwolves 136-125 to 125. again. Back in action on Saturday against the San Antonio Spurs. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Magic is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Magic fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Magic fans and a predominantly male audience... Uh, that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. Let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. 
Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. After Wednesday's game against the Atlanta Hawks, Aaron Gordon had put in another fantastic effort. Maybe not a sort of decisive effort. That might be the that might be the way to say it. Maybe not an effort that was the difference in the game, but one that was key. Over his last 10 games, Gordon has averaged around 19 points per game. He's been putting up 7-8 rebounds per game and around 5 or 6 assists per game. It has been a well-rounded effort from Aaron Gordon. Uh, the kind of effort, uh, certainly from scoring perspective, but the kind of effort that a lot of people expected from him throughout the entirety of the season. To be sure, the kind of numbers Aaron Gordon is putting up are all-star level numbers. And over the last 10, 10 or so games, it's it's not just a dunk contest thing. Over the last 10 or so games, Aaron Gordon has played really, really well. And among the things that the Magic knew had to happen, this was one of the big ones. If the Magic wanted to be a team that competed for something real this year, Aaron Gordon taking this kind of a step for a long stretch of time was certainly on the docket. After Wednesday's game, I talked about his offense and how his scoring and his shooting have changed because Aaron Gordon has started doing kind of the grimy work again. Recommitting to his defense. Attacking the offensive glass a little bit more. The goal was to do a lot of these little things. A lot of these small things that add up. You know, if you're going to have big scoring games, it takes some three-pointers for sure, but it takes getting out in transition. It takes getting some offensive rebounds. It takes stealing some points somewhere, essentially. And Gordon was doing all that, not by dunking the ball more spectacularly, but by using his athleticism to wedge into the gaps of the offense. But what I didn't talk about then, which we need to talk about now, is that another element of his game has certainly gotten significantly better. Another element of his game is turning heads. Aaron Gordon had two assists on the Magic's first three possessions of this game against Minnesota. He finished, he had five assists by the end of the first quarter. And big assist games like this, relatively big assist games like this, are becoming more commonplace with him. In fact, Gordon has had, you know, a, not a whole bunch of games where he has had six or more assists. In fact, in his entire career, He's had 28 games with six or more assists. 22 of those games have happened in the last two years. Part of what Steve Clifford has done with Aaron Gordon, uh, at least last year, was turned him into kind of a versatile facilitator. When Zach Lowe said Aaron Gordon's fighting his inner inner demons and perhaps at his best he is a Draymond Green-style power forward, this is kind of what he's talking about. Not just with his defensive acumen, but his ability to move the ball and create a little bit off the dribble. With Gordon, his quick decision-making and his quick attacks of the basket also caused the defense to shift to him. And Gordon has proven over the last two years that he can make a quick pass to the open man. He can make an on-target pass to the open man. And And the Magic are relying so much on his passing now that they have installed some sets. 
where players cut while Gordon has the ball in the post. They're looking to use Aaron Gordon's passing as a weapon. And this is all part of Gordon's general development. You know, 24 years old, he is far from the peak of his career. He's still got probably another three or four years until he hits his prime. Which is scary to think about because he's been around for so long. But Gordon's never had a game quite like this where everything worked in place so greatly. And again, if I had a criticism for Aaron Gordon, shooting 6 for 13 isn't bad. Shooting 1 for 6 from 3 certainly is. If I had a criticism, he still didn't quite hit his shots, but at the same time, he still made such a huge impact on the game, both defensively, again, just being defending Juancho Hernan Gomez, so not a huge defensive assignment there. But he's impacting the game so much because he's affecting so many different elements of the game. And this Aaron Gordon really does change the Orlando Magic. So much of what Aaron does as a passer just adds a new dimension to their attack. And again, for an offense that doesn't have a lot of dimensions to their attack, that's a huge thing. Aaron Gordon is one of the most talented players on the team. He's still one of the players that the Magic have the most hopes for in the future. And to see him begin to realize some of that and, and play consistently, play the way that we all know he can play and, and expected him to play, is such a huge boost. It turns this team from the struggling wreck that it was a few weeks ago into a team that can really compete. Again, a team that's won five of their last six games. A team that is now climbed into seventh place. And it just shows what Gordon can still do. It shows that Gordon still has a ton of talent and can fit into this team. The question with Aaron Gordon is always consistency. Can he do? Can he continue to sustain this level of play? Is this a new normal? And the sample size is still too small to say that. The Magic certainly know they have to rely on him to do a lot of these things. Steve Clifford has trusted him tremendously. 41 minutes in this game. The Magic find it difficult to take him out of the game because there's so few players, certainly at his position, especially with, with the injuries the Magic have faced, so few players who do what he does. But this Aaron Gordon really makes the Magic dangerous. It's not just about the points they've scored over the last several games. This Aaron Gordon, the one that's defending at a high level, making defensive plays, that's rebounding effectively, that's scoring, that's moving the ball and play and making plays for others. This Aaron Gordon is truly dangerous for the rest of the league. Steve Clifford noted before the game that this Aaron Gordon adds a new dimension to the team. Just gives him another way to attack a defense. And it's all coming together. All the elements of Gordon's game starting to really coalesce. And with the playoff race in its you know thickest part right now, 
The Magic need every little bit. The Magic need to see this Aaron Gordon the rest of the year. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore MD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Ross Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.